1: everybody and welcome to Gobbler Country's Talkie Turkey. It's John Schneider. I'm here today with Brian Manning, my regular co-host, and we're here to talk about something that we are really, really hoping happens on Saturday and that's a football game at Lane Stadium. So hey Brian, how you doing?
0: I'm great, John. Like you, I'm hoping for football this weekend so we can be discussing what happened on Saturday next week when we record again and previewing the next game. So that's what I'm hoping. So,
1: yeah, I'm hoping we at least get into some sort of rhythm. We know that that this week Notre Dame and Wake Forest had to bow out for their game, and they're going to have to reschedule because Notre Dame ended up with like ten people in quarantine and four or five positive tests or something, something like that. It got to be a mess, and so they had to put the push the big timeout button, and they're going to reschedule with Wake. So this is not just a Virginia Tech thing. And this is not a, oh, they're sloppy and these people aren't sloppy. This is disease and it's a virus and it goes and it spreads where it's going to go and spread. And you're going to try to slow it down, but you're not going to stop it it's just people thinking they're going to stop it it's just uh, for those of us that lived through the measles epidemics of the uh, of the 50s and early 60s before there was a vaccine know all about this stuff and people are just going to have to live with it so we're going to have to deal with it and deal with what they're doing and how they've chosen to fight it and what we gotta to choose to fight now is is we've got a roster that Justin Fuente is not sure is gonna be a hundred percent completely available for the football game. At least that's what his last news conference said. So let's take a look at it and I'm gonna let you start off. Let's take a look at what the depth chart shows and what do we got on if the first game from NC State is any indication. They've got a pretty good offense and like no defense. So let's see about what we're going to be faced with and and what we're looking at for roster wise.
0: Yeah, I think the first thing that stands out to me was the rover position, which we talked about a little bit last week. They're not going to they're, they're not going to call them rover this year so much, but they curiously they on the the depth chart for the game this weekend they listed a rover position and. We all know that was Devin Hunter's spot. Unfortunately, Devin was uh, was arrested over a week ago. But and we talked about last week who could replace him. And we talked. One name we brought up was Keontae Jenkins, a true freshman at Jacksonville. To no surprise, he's number one on the depth chart. And surprisingly, another true freshman is right behind him in Lakeem Rudolph. I think those were the biggest things that, that stood out to me when I, when I looked at the depth chart because that's what I was wanting to see what was going on there. And then I also noticed that corner. No surprise across from Jermaine Waller, Marnie Chapman, the sophomore from Virginia Beach, is starting opposite of Jermaine Waller. And at nickel, no surprise is Shamari Connor and J.R. Walker, another guy we've talked a lot about, is the backup to Shamari Connor. John, what was your first takeaway? Yeah,
1: yeah Keontae Jenkins in the Rover. Like I said, that they had promised to do away with the name Rover, but I guess maybe they're sticking with it for a little while. I don't know why these two are freshmen, but. For those people that are uninitiated, the rover and the nickel kind of don't they might or might not swap depending on how the formation is glued together. but in in general, the nickel, Chamari being a nickel now instead of the rover is kind of an interesting hit for me, which means I don't know how much Jenkins or any rover is going to spend on the field. We'll see. It's going to be interesting to watch the defense play. No real big surprises. Well, actually, Zion Debose being the backup to Justice Reed, not necessarily a surprise because Reed's got a lot of experience and he's a graduate and he's a pretty big kid. But it, it's kind of I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be more of a swapping position. Same thing with Deshaun Crawford. I mean, we we all know how 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 much we loved how he played last year, but we also love Norrell Pollard and how well he played. So I'm. I'm seeing that Mario Kendricks, I don't think, I just don't see him hit in the field very often. Hewitt's kind of a tank, he just doesn't seem to go out very often and we we figured Belmar was going to be a starting defensive end, so
0: not to cut you off, John, I thought Mario Kendricks played pretty well last year and, and and when he played, but Hewitt is the guy he's a captain, and he is the he is the most experienced guy on the roster, being a fifth year guy, well, outside of Justice Reed, who I think's in his twelfth year of college, but other than that I mean
1: I like the fact last year when we saw him that Kendricks was doing a really good job I just don't know how you're going to get Hewitt out unless somebody like hurts him or something that guy just doesn't seem to want to come out of the football game
0: but (laughs) as far as the defensive ends I think we all know at the opposite spot of uh, Belmont the opposite spot of Ree was supposed to go to Taiwan Garbett, but due to family situation he's going to opt out this season and we hope things go better for him there but that I, I'll worry about the depth of defensive end. As we know, we signed several young defensive ends in the offseason, and most notably the two kids out of Texas, and they're not listed in the too deep at defensive end, but I think that could change soon. Alec Bryant, Robert Wooten are, are two of the guys I'm, I'm talking about. Yeah,
1: I, I think this is a first game cut. Let's go on the offensive side. I saw the only thing that I was even mildly about was that, Basically what they seem to have laid out for the offensive line positions, for the five offensive line positions, is a swapping that I think that the starting position there is gratuitous. I think that's gonna be an even swap across what's going on. You might see maybe Hoffman spend more time in than Hoyt. I don't know. Maybe each of them will, but none of these none of these are surprising. But what you see is amazing for us which is a two deep that has 10 total starters on it
0: well I think that the thing that stood out to me about the offensive line was Brian Hudson's a starting guard not a surprise he played a lot of center last year big time recruit there but he he doesn't surprise me that he's starting it surprised me that uh, Doug Nestor is a backup at right tackle Nestor was recruited as a guard played a lot of guard last year as a true freshman and Silas Janzi, who was who played tackle last year, is now listed as the backup right guard. Where Masters listed as uh, as the backup right tackle. It's like they flip flop there a little bit. I don't I don't know what to make of that other than other than I what think
1: it's serious. Vance Vice stuff. You know how Vice flip flops guys around either to get them experience or maybe they're demonstrating something that he liked to see somewhere
0: else. What I like to see about it is is Nestor the versatility of Nestor can we know he can play guard. He'll he'll play some tackle. Now I don't necessarily think this means he's a as a tackle now. As other than it means he can play multiple positions. And as far as Janzi goes, we know he's he plays pretty good tackle position. And but last year when Tenuta took over, he was better. And we know yeah. Darren has got the left tackle spot locked down. He's one of the better ones in the country, in my opinion. Well, but
1: well, he'll he'll get drafted in the in one of the top three rounds uh, when he goes out.
0: But Tanuta was a redshirt freshman last year. He he looked amazing when he got there and played, and very consistent late in the year when he when he took over. And excited about that group, and not a lot of surprises there as far as just the, just the. The Nestor and Janzy where they're listed on the depth chart was a little bit surprising to me, but not, not a surprise that you know that they're in the two deep because I suspect Nestor will play a lot.
1: Yeah. Well, the James Mitchell, Nick Gallo order is probably what we thought. Hendon Hooker being the starter, from what we hear, they're going go to go do the same thing that they thought they were going to do the last time. They're trying to get both of their number one and number two quarterbacks time on the field because there's no like lighter opponents with some garbage time to be able to get some other reps out there so we're going to see how that plays out now the interesting one was the starting running back is Khalil Herbert and which we thought but we thought more or less like Herbert Blackshear so largely what we've got in in the running back
0: I don't think it's a surprise Herbert's the starter I think we always expected he was going to be the starter but Blackshear Blackshear's not really in locked into a position he's gonna you're you're gonna see him in the backfield you're gonna see him split wide you're gonna see him in the slot he's gonna be the the most dynamic
1: is gonna take over the h-back slot like sam rogers did or leaning more towards the sam rogers thing than the dalton keen thing you know where where that talent goes back more toward running back than it did toward the
0: tight end blackshear's not going to be mistaken for those guys he's he's a 5'9 194 pound jitterbug so He's going to be, and I think you'll see him a lot in the slot, I really do believe. I don't think he's going to get as many carries as he will catches. And it's pretty cool that they got Tavion Robinson who can play the slot too. I think that's going to be exciting because when I look at Trey Turner and Tavion Robinson and Raheem Blackshear, I see, and and James Mitchell, that's four really top-tier weapons for me. Yeah, we
1: we got a speed game. We have a potential of a real speed
0: offense going. Keyshawn King, third on the depth chart at running back. We we know what kind of player King can be last year. Yeah. On the top, so. so it's it's a it's a good group. It's exciting, and I hope we we'll get the play on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I hope they do too. The other stuff which dropped off this particular picture of the depth chart was the special team stuff, and they said that I think they cut it off because they made a mistake. They are going to have Tavion Robinson returning punts. It was set for, I guess, Herbert at least the version that I saw. And that really surprised me. Then I heard through the Twitter line on a couple of tweets that no, it was, it was a mistake and it's going to be Tavion Robinson. Yeah. To said
0: himself he, he corrected that himself in the press conference. Yeah. Yesterday.
1: That about wraps up our instant one session depth chart review. It's going to be an interesting football game. You're going to see our written reviews coming out, starting about the time that this comes out and, That's going to be a challenge for us because we have very little to go on. That big thing we got to do right now, though, is we got to sell some stuff so that we get paid. So if you'll hang on, and we'll be back in a second.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Gobbler Country's Talk in Turkey. As we talked about the depth chart for the opening game in the first segment, Now we're going to transition into this weekend's game, the NC State Wolfpack invade Blacksburg, the 20th-ranked Hokies, and this is the second time these teams have attempted to play. As you know, on September 12th, these two teams were originally supposed to have met, but the NC State Wolfpack had a COVID outbreak, and then they pushed the game to the 26th, which is this weekend, and then the Hokies had their own issues with COVID last week against Virginia. That game obviously was moved to later in the season. NC State did end up playing last week, and they came out way Forty-five to forty-two victors over Wake Forest, and I watched a little bit of that game. And while their offense put up some points, I mean that defense—it had me excited about what we could do this weekend.
1: Yeah, I was kind of surprised. I was kind of keeping an edge on the game, the tracking it online. It started off kind of weird, and I'm like, "Wow, this is this doesn't look good either way." Like, "Oh, this is one of those games." Uh, yeah, of course, it could have been one of those games to begin with because. You have both Wake and North Carolina State in kind of that same mode we were. Nobody's played yet. Nobody's even really had any real heavy practices yet, combined practices, and they seem to be sorting their way out. And I tell you what didn't sort its way out was their defenses. Either one of their defenses didn't seem to do more than kind of sit down on the ground.
0: I think we could be. And I think and when we look at our own defense, I think there's going to be a transition this year with. Not just with the with the coaching, but with also some of the some of the players and things like that, so I w- wouldn't be shocked to see our defense look kind of maybe get kind of run around a little bit this weekend, especially with what we saw n c state could do on offense and they've got yeah. some playmakers, especially at the running back position
1: yeah see that's the that's the big thing that that I kind of noticed about that game is that n c state managed to get a running game going on their first game, I'm just kind of looking at their stats. Big back was uh, Ricky Pearson Jr. at 99 yards, and Zonovan Knight at 97 yards, and Jordan Houston at 54 yards. That is not trivial. They used Bailey Hockman as their quarterback, and he had just short of 200 yards passing, which, you know, in the modern game of football, just short of 200 yards passing is kind of an average so-so game. He did have one TD, but he also had one pick. I don't think he was running very much either. I don't think a running quarterback is going to be a threat here, but their native running game, their regular running back running game is not trivial. So that's I, going to be interesting.
0: I look at some of the running backs and it, it brings back memories because I know Ricky, Ricky person and Jordan Houston and Trent Penix and Zonovan night all were guys that the Hokies recruited pretty well there at one point in time. And a couple of those guys were, were, pretty much we thought at one time we we're going to commit to Virginia Tech so it's interesting seeing their names there and so the
1: top 3 backs were averaging 7.1, 8.8 and 4.5 yards a carry
0: from what i remember of Jordan Houston he's more of a uh, more of the speed guy who could probably make a difference in the in the passing game too so it's kind of going to watch out for him there when maybe a third down type of role where he'll catch a ball and he may be like What we want from Raheem Blackshear, just not the level of Raheem Blackshear, kind of like their version of that, where a person's more their every down back with Knight kind of being the backup.
1: Yeah, so while the look at the uh, the six touchdowns scored between rushing and receiving, and out of the six touchdowns, four of them were scored rushing. So they have a running game, and our front four is going to be challenged. They've got to fill the gaps. They've got to shut down the line so that our tackling guys can get at them, whether whether it's uh, Tisdale and uh, and Dax on the outside and, of course, Ashby on the inside. So, you know, that's that's going to be – our defense is going to have to step up real big. And that's why I said there was a Twitter thing going on today. This kind of is a close for all this. Who who do you think are going to be the most important positions? You know, one offense and one defense. And there were a lot of the regular stuff. And I looked at it and I went, defense? I want to see Chamari Connor really step up big. He's the nickel linebacker now. Strong safety slash nickel linebacker. He's going to have to be on his best game. And then Trey Turner is going to have to be his, on his best game on the offense because we're going to have to score. They're going to be stiff running the ball. They got a competent quarterback. They're going to be stiff running the ball, and we are going to have to be on our best game in both sides of the ball.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I believe the offense is going to, is going to do their part this weekend. Just, just a feeling. I don't, I don't have anything. I obviously can't say that with 100% certainty, but I believe they're going to, they're going to have a good game. I worry a little bit about the defense, but we've got some playmakers on defense, some guys returning. I mean, you look all across the defense. You've got a guy like Justice Reed who's newcomer to Virginia Tech, but he's been around and he's been very productive. And you got Crawford who was really good last year. And then at linebacker, you've got guys and with Ashby and all ACC player, Dax and Tisdale, very good players. Kishana Artis is the backup, at admit at the mic. I mean, we're we're pretty good there. And then you got in the secondary, you got Jermaine Waller at corner. I worry a little bit about the other corner position. I think Chapman can be a good player. And he got some experience last year, so Not as nervous about that as I would have been if he didn't play as much as he did last year. Yeah, he
1: got kind of thrown to the the wolves last year. He, He got beat a couple of times, but he also saved himself a couple of times. I really think he's going to be one of those kids that next year, this year, he's going to have to really step up hard. But next year, he's going to be another somebody in the Farley League or in the Waller League. He's eventually going to get it. It's just an experience thing, and he's getting it. That's for sure. He's getting the experience.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you on that.
1: So that's the you know the the wolf pack coming in for everybody. There's a thousand people in the stadium. Even the media is complaining like crazy because very few media are even making it into the stadium. They're not going to be served food, so the press box is going to be. They you know they were bragging about laser and and Burnup were talking about all their snacks that they're going to pile up so that they've got snacks to eat. It's going to be an interesting football game with nobody at Lane Stadium in an 8 o'clock game. I'm hoping that the spirit is there and that when they jump off for the kickoff and come out and get lined up, that, that they're just as pumped and just as ready to go and can keep themselves boosted up because it's good. they're going to need it. This is going to be a, a tough game for a starter. I think it's going to be tougher game for a starter than the UVA game. And it's kind of fate that it kind of ended up being right back where it started again, you know, where with NC state, right? Right. So we'll see how things go for everybody out there who understand, who wants to understand something. I answered a, a Facebook thing. This is a day to day. It's an hour to hour thing. If there's one bad test, one foul test, can bench 10 people. That's what Fuente's talking about. I think he's trying to temper expectations so that everybody doesn't get all crazy and then also crashingly disappointed if something goes wrong and starts pointing fingers. These kids are trying. They're sticking to all the stuff. The testing going on, tech has got all sorts of kudos. It's doing its own testing and they can test 2,000 students a week. And when you're testing that much, you're going to find things. It just, that's that's the way it works. So uh, everybody needs to keep their hopes up to keep their spirits up. And when this thing comes out, everybody read our articles about the roster review. This will be paired up with Brian's big review on Thursday. Well, that's the end of the show. And what do we always say to end the show, Brian?
0: Go Hokies.
1: Go Hokies.